The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. 
we're going to pray today. We're going to seek the face of Almighty God. If you'd like me to pray for you today, would you call right now, and I'll give you the phone number, and our brother Drew will take your name, and he'll forward that to me. You're welcome to go on air if you would like to, or if you simply want to give him your name and say, please, I don't want to go on air, but I I need pastor to pray for me. I'm here to pray for you. So if you would call right now, 877-534-0780, I will pray for you. That's 877-534-0780. I'm a holiness preacher. I am a holiness preacher who has been filled with the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues. I don't make a big deal about that. Because there are gifts of the Spirit that I desire much more. I desire the gift of prophecy. I desire the the gift of healing. I desire the gift of being able to cast out the demons. Now, in my life, the demons no longer come. They no longer afflict me. They know I'm hidden in Jesus. Some of you are very much afflicted by demons today, and you need prayer. So I will pray for you, for healing, for deliverance, for restoration, for financial issues, for children, you'll have to call right now 877-534-0780 I want to speak just briefly before I pray and before I open the phone lines for you to pray I want to speak very briefly about the journey the Lord has taken me on through the last 30 years I've been a pastor now for just over 50 years. But over the last 30 years, the Lord has very directly worked in my life. He first gave me the revelation of repentance. And I preached repentance. Day after day on the radio, I preached repentance. At church, I preached repentance. And then he gave me the incredible revelation of righteousness, that we are made righteous by the gift of the Holy Spirit by Jesus. We are justified. That word means to be made righteous, to be made innocent. And then as we move forward, he gave me the incredible understanding of holiness. It was repentance, righteousness, holiness, and Holy Spirit. Now, through these revelations that God made to me, I faithfully preached each one. I remember many years ago, 
when I was just starting with a small church. As my late wife and I met with the people, and I cried out to the Lord. I remember how I felt like I was preaching up to something. I was trying to reach something that I couldn't quite understand what it was, but it had something to do with being entirely sold out to Jesus. And so I preached against worldliness. I preached against the flesh. I preached against the devil. I called people to repent, to get right with God. It was a a process, step by step in my understanding. Today, I want to tell you where I'm at in that understanding. And it is, in a way, the final piece. It's what will bring revival. Now, I want revival in America. May I give you a definition for revival? First, it is not fantasy land. It's not dancing and shouting. Revival is not crazy. It's not jerking. It's not barking like a dog. It's not insane. It's not craziness. It's not It's not the devil. Revival in simplest terms is simply a complete return to the true gospel of Jesus Christ as it's given to us in the scriptures. Again, revival is simply returning to true Christianity, to true gospel belief in Jesus as it is revealed in the scriptures. So much has been taught that was not true. People make a great deal out of spiritual warfare, and I learn they really don't know much of anything about spiritual warfare because they've never really been involved in it. It takes going through the bitter, demonic attacks to begin to understand the subtlety and the power that can sweep in and destroy and kill. It is the gospel of Jesus I'm interested in. I'm not interested in the latest trends. I'm not interested in the latest hip-hop ideas. I'm not interested in prosperity. I'm interested in Jesus. I'm interested in Jesus and his power. So let me tell you what I finally have come to in my understanding. I can preach about don't don't spend your time watching television. Don't don't spend your time going to the movies and watching the violence. Don't spend your time with lust, pornography, and, 
and malice and anger and bitterness. I can go through all of that, and all of that's true. Don't do it. But why? Because all of those things will block the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's not giving you more rules to live by. The gospel is not a book of rules. The gospel is about a man. His name is Jesus. And so I come to you to pray to Jesus today. And let me be very, very honest and very straight with you. We must have a breakthrough in our prayer life. We must have a breakthrough in our understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that understanding is when we come into a place of absolute joy and peace and life in Jesus where we no longer have any consciousness of sin. Let me say that again. Where we no longer have any consciousness of sin. Jesus is all we see. We are totally absorbed in our Lord and Master Jesus Christ. As that begins to happen, and it's done by total surrender and repentance and a giving over as the Lord calls us in total surrender to him. Now, I want to share with you just briefly in the book Holy Spirit Revivals by Charles Finney as he speaks about this, he has come out of the prayer closet in the woods. As soon as I reached the road that led to the village and I began to reflect on what had passed, I found that my mind had become wonderfully quiet and peaceful. I said to myself, What is this? I must have grieved the Holy Spirit entirely away. I've lost all my conviction. I don't have a particle of concern about my soul. And it must be that Spirit has left me. Indeed, I never felt so far from being concerned about my salvation in my life. Then I remembered what I had said to God while I was on my knees, that I would take Him at His word. And so I recalled many things I'd said, and I concluded that it was no wonder this Spirit had left me. I imagined that for such a sinner as I was to take a hold of God's word in that way was presumption, if not blasphemy. I concluded that if my, in my excitement I had grieved the Holy Spirit, and perhaps I'd even committed the unpardonable sin. I walked quietly toward the village, and so perfectly quiet was my mind that it seemed as if all nature listened. I'd gone into the woods immediately after an early breakfast, and when I returned to the village, I found it was lunchtime. Yet I'd been wholly unaware of the time that had passed. It appeared to me that I'd been gone for only a short time. But how was I to account for the quiet of my mind? I tried to recall my convictions of sin, to get back again the load of sin under which I'd been laboring. But all sense of sin... 
all consciousness of present sin or guilt had departed from me. I said to myself, What is this, that I cannot arouse any sense of guilt in my soul, as great a sinner as I am? I tried in vain to make myself anxious about my present state. I was so quiet and peaceful that I tried to feel concerned about it, lest it should be a result of my having grieved the spirit away. But no matter what view I took of it, I could not be anxious at all about my soul and my spiritual state. The repose of my mind was unspeakably great. I never can describe it in words. The thought of God was sweet to my mind, and the most profound spiritual tranquility had taken full possession of me. This was a great mystery. This was Charles Finney after he was converted. Now, this should be the normal experience of every person who calls themselves a Christian. This sense of absolute peace, this sense of absolute joy, we need to break through into that place where we lose all consciousness of sin because it's all repented, it's all under the blood. And we are now in the presence of Almighty God. And we are totally His. We've got to have holiness preaching until we can get that breakthrough and we can be with Jesus. There is a place that is so incredibly wonderful. I've been living in it now for some time. Can a man... Can a woman live with a clean heart before God? Yes. Can a man or woman stop sinning and be filled with the presence of God? Yes. All of the old timers like Whitfield and Wesley and, and others all taught this. Jonathan Edwards, all of the revivalists that had integrity taught this wonderful principle that there's a place that we come to in crisis where finally we are totally belonging to Jesus. Are you there today? Have you come through the world, the flesh, and the devil? Let me read a passage of Scripture, and then we're going to pray about this. No one who lives in him, this is 1 John 3, verse 6, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. You come to a place where you don't want to sin anymore. Sin is always a choice. It's a voluntary choice. I don't want to sin anymore. I don't want to do things that grieve the Holy Spirit. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. 
He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil's been sinning from the beginning. If you call yourself a Christian, but you're still sinning, it's time to get serious with Jesus. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seeds remain in him. He cannot go on sinning because he's been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Now I know that by my saying this, I will have some of you turn the radio off and you won't listen to Pastor Ray anymore. But I'm telling you the truth. This is where the Holy Spirit is calling us to live clean before God. So are you ready to pray? Let's pray. Call 877 877- Five three four zero seven eight zero. If you would like to pray online, O oh Lord, I come before you with a heart that is peaceful and quiet. I come before you asking now, in the name of Jesus that you would bring every person listening to this broadcast into this place of absolute peace and joy and infilling of the Holy Spirit. I'm asking Jesus that we could that we could know and understand that we can leave our sin, that it no longer needs to control us that if we will simply confess, if we will simply repent, you will do all the work of washing and cleansing and purifying. And it's strange, Lord. I come today. Radio is paid for for this month. And I was just able to pay the rent for the house. Lord, you know that I'm walking on a knife edge. There is not much distance between where I'm standing and homelessness. There's not much difference between where I'm at and having to go off this radio broadcast because financially I'm totally wiped out. But even in that crisis of finance, you answered, and you moved in the hearts of your people to pay for radio for this month. And you moved in the hearts of others to say, we need to cover Pastor Ray's rent. He doesn't have any salary. Lord, I've said I would only receive from your hand what you choose to give me. And in the midst of all of that 
crisis. You've given me a heart that's absolutely at peace and calm and quiet. And I know it's not me. I know it's not my righteousness. I know it's all you, Jesus. I know it's your righteousness. I know it's your provision. Lord, I come today with my brothers and sisters and recognize how broken, how sinful we have all been before you. Recognizing that you are our only hope and that if you don't come with mighty power in your Holy Spirit, this city is going to be swept away, and this nation is going to be swept away with pestilence and war and judgments because of our great sin before you. Lord, I come confessing the sin of killing 60 million babies in just the last few years in America since Roe versus Wade. Lord, these precious little ones have been murdered. And even after they're born, Lord, CNN has decided not to say they were born, even if they were born, because they're going to be put to death. Lord, these lying newscasters and these wicked senators and wicked congressmen and wicked governors who approve this wickedness so grieves my heart and so grieves your heart. How do we even talk about it and not weep before you? O oh Lord, You brought to me the gift of understanding my desperate need to repent. And then you brought to me the truth that you are the one who makes a man righteous, truly makes him righteous. And you are the one who sets a man apart as holy and fills him with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I'm... I'm so tired of the struggle with darkness. I'm so tired of your people being afflicted by demonic powers and every temptation flooding into their life and they're not gaining the victory, but trying and trying and trying. Lord, I know that the gospel does not teach that a life is supposed to be constantly struggling. I know there has to be a breakthrough into a place of peace and rest and joy and power in your Holy Spirit. I know there has to be that breakthrough. Lord, I'm praying for your church for that breakthrough. I'm asking, Lord that your people would begin to pray. That they would cry out to you, Jesus. 
Almighty God. We're just not getting the job done. There are many who are listening who have not brought one person to the kingdom of heaven because they've not yet entered into the kingdom of heaven even though they may be very religious and attend church regularly. They have no power in their life. They have no victory. Their conscience is sullied and dirty. They know they're not right with you. But they don't know, Lord, that there's a place of absolute rest. As you spoke about in Hebrews, the third and fourth chapters, there is a place of rest that yet remains for the people of God. I'm asking, would you bring your people into that place of rest? Whatever is required to bring us to that place, Lord, would you send forth your Holy Spirit to bring your church in America into that place of rest in you? where every power of the world, the flesh, and the devil has been broken from us, and we walk free, rejoicing in the joy of being filled with your Spirit and spending our time and energy to reach the lost and the dying. Lord, would you do that today? Would you come with power? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your name. Amen. This is a prayer meeting. You're welcome to pray. But if you're going to pray, you need to do so quickly. Our time is going. We're already more than halfway through the broadcast for today. Would you call 877 534 0780 and pour your heart out before God for this city for our president for our congress for our supreme court our federal judges our nation has become so utterly corrupt and Bernie Sanders is leading for the Democrats, a communist, a persecutor of the church. Communism has killed countless numbers. If Bernie Sanders is elected, we are going to be on a quick slide down into Christian persecution. Oh, he may not say that, but that's what his ideology believes. It believes in the supremacy of the state. He's a statist. He's a globalist. I utterly reject him and what he stands for. He's a wicked man. He's an unclean man. I ask, would you like to pray? I'm waiting on your calls. My brother Drew was going to text me with anyone who wanted to go on the air, and so far he hasn't sent any names to me. If you'd like to pray, now's the time. And Lord, I'm going to lift up some before your throne. 
I pray for Ralph today. You know the issues that he's facing in his life. And you know his faithfulness before you. And I'm asking for this dear brother that your spirit would be very close to him, comforting his heart and ordering his steps. And Lord, I pray for Kevin. Lord, Kevin lives far from Washington, but he's utterly faithful in giving for this broadcast. And I'm asking today, Jesus, would you move in Kevin's heart to bring peace and joy into his life? Would you take all cynicism from his heart? Would you encourage him with your love and your mercy and your grace? Would you call him today by your spirit? And, Lord, my brother Robert has been with me so many years, faithfully giving, encouraging, sending resources to me that are of utmost value in this spiritual war. Lord, I pray for Robert today. I pray by your Spirit that you will guide he and his wife, that you will call them closer and closer to yourself. Thank you, Lord. And Lord Delip, this precious Indian man who's a newlywed, Lord, I pray for Delip and his wife. I thank you for his heart. Lord, he's always sending words of encouragement to me. Today, Lord, would you go to Delip and encourage his heart? Would you lift him up, Jesus? Would you move with power in his heart? And Lord Bonnie, Lord, she's struggling with debt. She needs your Holy Spirit to come and encourage her heart and to fill you with, to fill her with your presence, Jesus. I pray that you will take from her the heavy burdens she bears, that you will carry them for her. And Lord, my brother Richard, he loves you with all of his heart. I pray for Richard today. I pray that your spirit will guide him, that you will strengthen him physically and spiritually. I ask, Lord, that you would guide his steps, that you would open before him the way in which you would have him walk. And Lord, I come lifting before your throne President Trump and Vice President Pence. Lord, this man, President Trump, is in many ways a godless man, full of bombacity. But Lord, I see how you're using him to bring about the final days for your kingdom to come. Lord, would you guide his choices and decisions? 
Will you give him heavenly wisdom, O Lord? Would you also guide our congressmen, both the House of Representatives and the Senate? Would you guide them in their deliberations? Lord, they need to make very strong decisions about abortion. Roe versus Wade needs to be reversed. It was utterly wicked and sinful. Lord, I pray that the Supreme Court will get out of the way and stop trying to be the Congress. Stop trying to legislate this nation's morality. Lord, would you cause the separation of powers to be in effect? Would you, O Lord, would you rescue our Congress from corruption? Would you expose every corrupt senator and every corrupt congressman? Would you make it publicly plain? Would you force them out of office if they refuse to repent? Lord, we need a revival, a return to true godliness, a return to the gospel of Jesus Christ in our House of Representatives and in our Senate. Lord, I'm praying now. Would you come and exercise your authority over the executive branch, the legislative branch, and the judicial branch? And would you expose the corruption of these government officials? And would you straighten out the crooked ways and once more bring justice to our land. And Lord, I can't pray for them and not also remember and pray for the governor of Virginia who is the ugliest of men in the spirit, holding positions that are utterly ungodly, holding positions that are anti-life and anti-Christian. Lord, I pray for our governor. I pray that you will send people into his life that will speak with him boldly and yet with love and kindness about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I ask that you would cause him to fall on his face before you and repent for his sin. O oh Lord, We need you in America. So I'm asking for you to come in our government, to strengthen our president and our first lady, to encourage their hearts, to cause them to stand tall and unbending in the face of every wicked accusation from our news media, Lord, they're not news, they're propaganda. Lord, I pray that you will rebuke the news media when they lie and when they do not show justice or mercy. Lord, would you turn them from their wicked ways? 
would you cause them to publicly go in the air and repent? Lord, I see for years, from Walter Cronkite right on down through the years, how the news media has had a very corrupt globalist agenda. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And I ask, Lord, for your mercy to be extended. And I ask for justice to be done. And, Lord, I pray for each person and each family as they listen to this broadcast today. I ask, Lord, that you would come in mighty power into their lives. I don't understand, Lord, why men and women are not calling and jamming the airlines to to pray. I know they're listening. In the Spirit, I know they're listening. But, Lord, there's a hand over their mouth. And, Lord, silence is not golden. Silence is cowardly in America today. We cannot afford to be silent. We must open our mouths and let the prayer flow freely from our spirits and from our hearts, repenting for our sin, confessing what we have done, and receiving the gift of forgiveness and being made whole that we could have that breakthrough into that entire sanctification that Wesley spoke of, that we could have that breakthrough into total peace and joy in Jesus Christ, where no longer do we even have a conscious awareness of any sin in our lives, where peace rules over us, where the joy of the Lord fills our soul until we shout and sing before you. Lord, would you remove the heaviness from every person listening right now on the radio? Would you remove the unbelief? Would you remove, O Lord, this belief that we cannot stop sinning What a horrendous lie it has been to your body. Lord, it has come straight from the devil through very righteous-looking men and women. But they're wrong. It's the great delusion that a man cannot be clean before you by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I know I can't be clean by my power. I know I can't be righteous by my power. I know it has to be the mighty presence of the Holy Spirit regenerating, restoring, rebuilding, healing, and making me righteous. Lord, I'm praying that for every person listening today. I pray, Lord, that that you will come in mighty power. Lord, would you come now? Thank you, Jesus. We have just a few minutes left. Is there anyone who would like to call? Uh, Mr. Producer, are you there? Hello, Drew. Do we have any calls coming? 
So it's been absolutely silent. Lord, I'm concerned about why people are afraid to call and pray. What is it, Lord? What hand is over our mouth that says, Oh, I can't call and pray? Lord, would you break that? Would you release your people to pray, to cry aloud, to pray over this city, to pray for revival over this city, to pray for a return to the gospel of Jesus Christ, the true gospel of righteousness and holiness and Holy Spirit infilling, the power and the presence almighty coming to restore? Lord, would you cause your people to pray? Would you cause your people to weep before you and to cry aloud to you? Oh, Lord, there has to be a change. There has to be a, a total change in your church. Mighty God, would you come in power now? Would you help your people to pray? I want to read a passage of Scripture for you. It's one you've heard many times. But I want to tell you that it is not hyperbole. It is literal in Romans, the eighth chapter. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can you catch that? If you are in Christ Jesus, you will have no consciousness of guilt or sin. Good. Do they want to pray? Good, put them through. Please pray. Hi. Hi, Pastor Ray. I was going to um, mention some, you know, they aren't exactly verses, but um, they're, um, you know, from our founding fathers. Yes. And, um, you know, they based their thinking upon the Lord. Good. You'll see what I mean when I read it, okay? Still me too. Thank you. Because I'm going to pray for the President and the House and the Senate, you know, the government. Okay, the Declaration of Independence laid the cornerstone of human government upon the first precepts of Christianity. And that was John Quincy Adams. And then George Washington said, it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to employ his protection and favor. Okay. So, Father God, thank you so much that we, um, that our founding fathers loved you, 
um, yes. m- wanted your will, your divine intervention, and 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 your guidance in how our legislators, our statesmen, um, all all the rules, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, they were writing all of it to be based on and yielded to you and your will, because we are a Christian nation. So help those that are trying to cut into that, to see the importance of knowing you. And even if they don't come to that, help them to be respectful of others and um, have more of a, a, a cooperative attitude and not one of greed and um, building their own nest egg and, and, their, and, and, and operating in, in such egotism and uh, so much money, so much money, Father, in, in, in this time of elections also, Father. So help there to be more honesty, more consideration, and, um, and, and good comments, fair comments. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for watching out for our country and cleaning it. We're trying to pray earnestly for this, Father, and we're doing so right now, and we're in agreement. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. God bless you, sister. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we have about five minutes left. Is there another person who would be bold and call and pray? 877-534-0780. We have just a minute. You're welcome to call and pray as we close out today's broadcast. 877 534-0780. Back to the scripture I was sharing with you, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. There is a place for us that we must move into if we are going to influence our culture and transform it into the likeness of Jesus. We will have no power until we are out from under all condemnation because we are no longer walking in sin and darkness, but we are walking clean in the Spirit. That's what we're called to. Is that your current experience? Are you walking clean with God today? Do you have a clean mind, a clean heart? Good, put them through. Welcome. We have just about two minutes left. Hi, can you hear me? Please pray, yes. Hi, I I just want to acknowledge some things that um, you realize that we're body, soul, and spirit. Do you agree with that? I do, but wait a minute. Are you ready to pray, or did you want to just yeah. discuss? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we don't, we don't have people. time to talk. We have about a minute left in the broadcast. Okay. Well, let's just pay, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Matt. <laughs> All right. Thank you. God bless okay. you. Lord, as we close out today's broadcast, I just lift before you those who have listened I lift before you those who have prayed in the privacy of their homes 
and I ask, Lord, for your mercy to be poured out. I ask that we could move out of our own stuff, our own prison. By the power of your Holy Spirit, would you release your people in Washington, D.C.? Would you release us from the prisons of prejudice? Would you release us, Jesus, from the prisons of bigotry? Would you release us, O Lord, from the prison of sin? And would you restore us? Would you bring us into this place of victory? Would you bring our president into your presence? Would you bring our our Congress, the House of Representatives and the Senate, would you bring them into your presence? Would there be a great awe that would come upon this nation's capital that we must turn to you? Lord, I see this horrible virus causing sickness around the world, and Lord, it looks like it's going to come to America. I'm asking, Lord, for repentance to flow to be restored, to be protected from the enemy. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen. God bless you all today. It's been wonderful praying together. Uh, I'll plan on doing this again soon. And Monday, we're going to go into some very deep things about walking in the Spirit. Join me Monday, 1 o'clock, for Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley. I'll talk to you soon. I love you, my brother and my sister. God bless you. Jesus Christ, our